You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk about Daniel Jones. Dan Graziano, I'm going to read this straight from the uh, the the column that, that has been posted. Uh, or the little excerpt. ESPN's Dan Graziano believes the decision has not been made yet whether the Giants will re-sign QB Daniel Jones um, after this season. Jones would have been due $22 million in 2023 under his fifth-year option had the Giants picked it up. Now, let's rewind. I said the Giants should have picked it up. They did not. Uh, that, may pro- that may prove costly with New York currently tied for second place in the NFC. The fifth-year salary would have put Jones in the bottom half of the league in average value. That is why I said the Giants should pick it up. They did not. Now, I don't have the books in front of me. I, I, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm as brilliant as, uh, you know, the dudes who do handle the money um, and, and figure out all the salary situations in around the 32 teams in the NFL. I don't know what that, I don't know if they would have picked up the, the, the fifth-year option, how would that have had an effect on their team? Would there be another player that they were going to have to cut? I, like, I, I don't have those details. So I don't, you know, the Giants very well could have not picked up the fifth-year option because they were salary cap strapped because of Gettleman. I don't know, okay? Um, so there's that. Uh, again, the fifth-year option would have put Jones in the bottom half of the league in average value. Extending Jones um, on, uh, on a franchise tag would be 30 plus million dollars. But I, if, and, and here's the thing, Saquon Barkley plays into this, okay? And, and he says, could be the best play for the Giants, unlikely to finish with a pick high enough to draft a replacement. Giants keep on winning. Keep in mind, the NFC East, okay, folks? The NFC East have the, the easiest schedule of all divisions, in, 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 the, in, in, in the NFL, not just the NFC, in the NFL. And I, I'm going to go through their schedule in a minute, okay? So it's not like the Giants are going to be in a position where they can, you know, draft uh, Bryce Young or, you know, any of these top-notch quarterbacks coming out unless they're going to give up the farm and trade up. I just don't see it, okay? Um, now, the Panthers quarterback... Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are both on, on expiring contracts. Chances are they're going to be out of Carolina, whoever comes in and then becomes the new head coach there. I doubt that they will sign either one of those guys. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith is lighting it up. Do you know this? Do you know that the Seattle Seahawks have the second best offense in the NFL? Did you know that? Top three rushing and passing offense in the NFL. The Seattle Seahawks, second to the Buffalo Bills. How about that? Okay, so Geno Smith, who played for the Giants in 2017, uh, would be a free agent as well if, if the Giants move on from Jones. Okay, so a lot to digest there, a lot to unpack. Um, I want to pull up the Giants' schedule for a second and go over this. Okay, so um, so they beat the Tennessee Titans, they beat the Carolina Panthers, they lost to the Cowboys, it was close, 23-16, could have won, had an opportunity to win, did not. Uh, beat the Bears, nothing to write home about, right? I mean, we just saw how horrible the Bears and, and Justin. By the way, for all the folks out there going, why didn't the Giants draft Justin Fields? Well, hopefully you know why now. Um, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they beat probably, you know, not probably, but obviously the most um, impressive win, especially since it was over in London, 27-22. 
Okay, now, is, is, are, are the Green Bay Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers, or is, is their offense off? They don't have Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers is playing with a bunch of rookie, court, rookie wide receivers. If they drop a ball, he doesn't go back to them. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, so now you've got the Ravens coming to town. This game, <laughs> I, I'm, listen, I know everybody's goo goo gaga over the Bills-Kansas City game, the 4 o'clock game. I get it, and rightfully so, right? Two of the best teams in the NFL, great. I am more intrigued. I'm more excited to watch Giants-Ravens than any game this week. And I'm going to get into that in a second. Let's shelf that for a second. If I forget to go back to it, gentlemen, by the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Gentlemen, remind me to go back to it, okay? Because I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm so over the moon. Um, can't wait, as Bart Scott likes to say, to watch this Ravens-Giants game uh, tomorrow. Um, and then they're in Jacksonville. Then they're at Seattle. The Texans, the Lions, the Cowboys, oh my. Washington is just horrible. By the way, Carson Wentz is going to see some specialists for his finger. Chances are he's going to probably need surgery. The Eagles, well, by the way, you could wager that the Eagles are going to go undefeated this season at 23-1. to I'd put $50 on it. Why not? Why not? They're so damn good. Um... The Vikings, the Colts, uh, you know, obviously they, they got to take on the Eagles twice towards the end of the season. So once in, it, once in, uh, in December, and then, of course, they end the season against the Eagles. Listen, th- there's a chance here that if, if this defense continues to play <laughs> above expectation um, and, and Brian Dable gets, you know, listen, Wandell Robinson potentially could play tomorrow. I, I can't wait to see this young man play. I, I heard nothing but outstanding things about him. Um, good riddance to Galladay. Canaries, Tony, you don't want to play. Then, you know, just retire, dude. Just go. Go away. I just, I'm not, I just, there's too much. There's just smoke, there's fire. I'm just, I'm just not into the whole, the whole Canaries, Tony thing. Um, love that Slayton got back into action last week. He looked great. So here's my, here's my, I don't want to call it a hot take, but here's my take on Daniel Jones. There's very few quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion, that would, be, that would have been able to play as well as Daniel Jones has played this season. He has been the most pressured quarterback, even more so than Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford has more sacks. Matthew Stafford has more interceptions. Matthew Stafford has more fumbles. But why? Well, maybe because he's not as elusive. Maybe because he's not as athletic as Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the most pressured quarterback in the NFL this season. He has less than 2.2 seconds. That's number one. Number two, this offensive line is as improved as it is. The improvement is more in the rushing game, not the pass protection. Big reason why, again, Daniel's not even getting more than 2.2 seconds to get rid of the ball. So it's great for Saquon Barkley, this offensive line has been. Not so great for Daniel Jones. Number two, this wide receiving core. With all due respect to James, Richie James, and Sills, these guys would be wide receiver four or fives on somebody else's roster. Spend, spend 20 minutes today, if you can, going and looking at depth charts. Okay? You tell me where Richie James and Sills this is a team that was trying to trade Slayton, right? Galladay, huge failure. 
Huge failure. Canarius Tony, huge failure. Huge fail by Dave Gettleman. Shepard, unfortunately, you know, another injury. Not surprised. Unfortunately, his career has been injury riddled. Not surprised. So, you know, that oh so familiar phrase, you know, making chicken salad out of chicken poop. I'd use a different word. This is a family show. Now, he's definitely benefited as well from Saquon Barkley's season. Absolutely. But that's part of football. You know, there's not a quarterback, there's nothing more that a quarterback loves than a, than a running back who poses a threat. Why? Because defenses then have to play honest. Okay? If, 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 if a, a team doesn't have a rushing attack and defenses are only playing, they're only playing the pass, it's, it's, it's not good. It makes things all that much more difficult. Especially, not only that, now you've got a rushing threat. Now play action comes in. Now play action actually works. <laughs> play action actually works. So, you know, since Daniels arrived here, it, it's been horrible. He's had, even from college, in his final year at Duke, he's had six different offensive coordinators. So that's learning six different languages in five years. Um, it's, it's, it's been tough. It's, it's been tough sledding for Daniel Jones. And the fact that this team is four and one with what he's been working with, God bless, like, like Brian Dable, and, and, and don't get me wrong, Brian Dable has been his savior. There's, there, there's a lot that it's, it's Saquon Barkley having the season he is. It's Brian Dable coming here and, um, and, and putting together a game plan that accentuates what Daniel does well. And also, it's tutelage. You, you wouldn't believe how many coaches in the NFL don't teach anymore. They just don't. Either they're lazy or the player doesn't want to learn, oh, man, I don't have to learn from you. I'm in the NFL now. I was drafting the first round. I was drafting the second round. I don't need to learn anything new. I know what I'm doing. That's, that's, that's the majority of the mindset with players these days. They don't want to be coached. They don't want to learn. They don't want to get better. And then there's some coaches who are just like, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't know how to coach or they don't want to. It's too much effort. I shouldn't have to coach these guys. That, that's what college is for. They, they, they're, they're in the pros. You know, they're, they're a pro now. They should know what they're doing. I, believe it or not, that's a mentality with some coaches. It really is. So now you've got Dable, who is putting together this phenomenal system that's accentuating what, what, what uh, Daniel Jones is able to do. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's being coached up. Okay? But the offensive line isn't where it needs to be. You know, the, the wide receivers are, are nothing to write home about. How, how, how have the Giants not made a decision yet? Whether or not they're going to offer him an extension. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I'm looking around the NFL. I'm telling you, there's, there's maybe a handful. I'd say maybe there's 10, there's 10 to 12 quarterbacks that would be able to come and play behind this offensive line and with this wide receiving core and be able to help this team be 4-1. I'm telling you. I, I, I respect Dan Graziano. 
and and I I I believe what he's saying. I'm not questioning Dan Graziano. I'm questioning the organization. How can you not already internally have a conversation, having conversation with Daniel Jones's agent to agree on an extension? How is that possible? What are you still thinking about? I I, I don't I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. 800-919-3776. Giants fans, what do you say? We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, another thing, not franchising, but extending. Uh, did not pick up his fifth-year option. Working or not working on an extension. By the way, in regard to franchising, I do believe if Saquon Barkley continues to have the season he's having, I think the organization's going to want to franchise Saquon. So I can see the organization working out an extension with Daniel Jones and saving that franchise tag for Saquon Barkley. I think that would be the wisest thing to do. Just my two cents. Okay? 800-919-3776. Let's go to Justin in Long Island. Justin, welcome in. Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, yeah, so about uh, Daniel Jones, you know, he, ha- he has had six uh, offensive coordinators. He's been in various different systems, and he hasn't had the best of his luck to the start of his career. But, you know, I think uh, still at the end of the day, he's a quarterback in a system, that, and he's got to make it work. So I think for a new contract, he's got to – they got to evaluate him, you know, more towards the end of the season, maybe off season, see what's going to happen. Yeah, listen, uh, for, for me and Justin, solid call. Uh, for me, there's no more, uh, there's no more evaluation. Like, like I, I, think, I think he has proven to us. Um, and here's another thing. You know, the, believe it or not, there, there are players out there that won't play injured, won't play hurt, won't play injured. Daniel's ankle was the size of a tennis ball on Tuesday. And on, in, in, on, in a week that he had to board a flight and head to London, where you want to believe he's on that flight for that period of time, you're up there, right, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure is, does not bode well for an injury like that. Still suited up, used a little bit more tape, okay? Um, wore the high ankle cleats and balled out against Green Bay. And a good defense, okay? Good defense, so, you know, there's that that says a lot, in my opinion. Let's go to Sal in Brooklyn. Sal, welcome in. Uh, Nita, good morning. How are you? Great. Uh, hey, listen, you know, I, I hear you, what you just said, and you want to give him all the accolades. I get it. But, again, he's playing without a contract, so he is going to ball out and play hurt because he wants that contract moving forward, number one. Number two, he's had a lot of different offensive coordinators, head coaches, He's the type of guy that he's good enough to be there to make your team good. He's like an Alex Smith type. You're good, but you're not good enough to take us where we want to go. But you're good enough to establish a foundation to get the team moving in the direction you want the team to go. And no different than Kansas City. They were good with Smith until they got their real quarterback. This guy can be good enough, and I'm not ready to throw the bank at him, and I don't think any other team in the league is ready to throw the bank at this Sal, guy. But nobody, Sal, uh, nobody's saying nobody's saying throw the bank right, at him. No, no, I I'm, got not, you. I'm not. But, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm not, nobody's nobody's you. saying that, Sal. 
No, no, I hear you. I know. A nice little extension. You keep him around another two, three years. Uh, you know, I'm, ready to, I'm not ready to franchise this guy, but another two, three years to make the team relevant. I mean, really relevant. It looks like they're headed in that direction with this GM and his coaching staff. And then you go from there. But, uh, you know, he's not, he's not ready to, to take them over that threshold to make them that Super Bowl threat, you know, other teams are. And, and you think he can do this with the Giants. And just in my opinion, my eyes. That's all. I'm good with him, though. He's, he's okay to make the team a little better. All right, Sal. Thanks, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> I'm glad you're good with him. I'm glad that you're good with him. Let's go to Phil in Long Island. Phil, welcome in. Hi, Anita. How are you? Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So one quick thing. So I agree with Sal in one regard about the Alex Smith comparison. I like Jones a lot. Um, I have my biggest concern is the injuries and. I do think that they did not give him the option because of the injuries, but if he shows he could stay healthy, like then I think like a three for seventy deal, like three or seventy million around the around that point makes sense. What? Why does your voice sound familiar think, to me? That's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Um interesting. Um, listen again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here saying that the, 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 the giants should, you know, hire the Brinks trucks. No, 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 no. You know, make, make him a fair offer. My point is how are you still sitting back and, and still not, not deciding that like, how, how is it that conversation isn't already happening? That's what I'm saying. Okay, and and I don't and I don't think Daniel Jones's camp um, is in any is in any position to want the world or to want a lucrative deal, right? Like this is still a small sample size. I get that, but yeah, you know what? Is as, as as great as we've seen Daniel Jones um, execute this offense? How is the conversation not already happening? What do you? What is there to contemplate? I I, I don't I, I don't get it. I I really don't. Let's go to Kenny at Bayside. Kenny, you're up. Anita Marks, the greatest Hi. quarterback never to play in the NFL. <laughs> um, right? Who who, who you been talking to? <laughs> I heard you talk. You played quarterback, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you're a quarterback, you know. That was a long time. Let me tell you something. If I was playing defense and you were playing quarterback, I don't think I'd be able to play. I'd be spellbound the way you play. Oh, please. Yeah, I'd be spellbound by that. I wouldn't be able to play. I'd be getting knocked all around by the uh, offensive line. uh, (laughs) The thing is, um, I guess the Giants are playing a game, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, up the ante, lower the ante, because – the um and that's anti, not anti, like anti get your gun. I got you. Is, I got you. Right, and I don't mean you, but the audience. I know you know that stuff. The thing is, um, the Giants are in cap hell. I think the football has a is a dumb cap. But sometimes you have to cut a decent player because they're making X amount of money and you got cap problems. They should get rid of that. This, the, the owners are billionaires. What do they want to do? Take all the money with them and everything. And I know you can't, you know, if you, you you can't take it with you. And some of them will say, well, then I'm not going to leave. But that's nonsense. We know. Giants are probably playing a game. They're watching how this unfolds with Daniel Jones. And, and they're going to see maybe we could get him, 
next year for like mm, maybe $15 million a year or something. That's the way they're looking at it right now because they, they don't see, you know, they, they don't, they're not really looking at the end game. I don't think, Kenny, appreciate, appreciate the phone call. I, I think we're looking, I think we're looking at somewhere around um, 20, around I think 22, 25, 27 a year. That's what I think. That's what I think it'll come in at. Come in at. Okay. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network will join us. We'll get her thoughts. What does she think the Giants should do with Daniel Jones at this point? Um, also, her picks, her plays, some of the top news out there heading into week six. Can you believe it? Week six, big game for Kansas City and, of course, the Buffalo Bills. Paul, Brian, Chris, Al, hang tight. I'll get your calls this hour as well. I promise. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us. How you doing, my friend? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. Week six of the NFL season. Can How you believe it? Week six already. It's flying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is, I, but I feel like each and every year we say that, right? Like, how'd we get here? <laughs> how's it already week? How's it already week six? You know, know, it's just it's 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 unbelievable. Okay, uh, let's dive into it. I want to start first and foremost. Uh, we, we've been having a conversation here for the last thirty minutes on the show in regard to uh, Daniel Jones. As we know, this Giants team—they're four and one. Um, big reason Brian Dable in, in this offense that he's been able to, uh, to to put together with Daniel Jones at the at the helm. Dan Graziano came out uh, today and reported that the Giants are still indecisive whether or not they're going to offer Daniel Jones a contract extension. I'm, like, what are you waiting for? Like, who, who out there is going to do a better job that's A, is going to be available um, ne- next year? I, I just, I don't get it. What say you, Cynthia? Does that surprise you at all? I think it's just one of those things where, like, so there's a press conference and someone says, have you decided? And they say no. And then we're like, wow, why is it No. And then they're kind of like, oh, we, we've been wrapped up with the 15 other things that are going on every five minutes. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I don't necessarily think it's one of those. I, don't, I wouldn't use it as some sort of bellwether for them not being sure about Daniel Jones or not. I think, you know, they, don't, they have leverage right now. Why would you sign a deal when you don't necessarily have to until you're ready? The leverage doesn't really change for them between now and let's call it January 1st, right? So I, I guess on some level it's like, I don't, I don't really, I kind of take it as a nut. Like I, I saw that and I was like, okay, well, they don't need to do anything right now. You know, you don't often see, you know, they don't need to sign a long-term deal right now. And actually for Daniel Jones sake, like wait till some of these other guys sign because then you keep resetting the market. So make the comp better in the neighborhood. That's all. Okay. That's a positive way of thinking about it. I, I hear you. I hear you again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here. With that being said, I'm more excited to watch this game than I am Bills, Kansas City. You know why? Wink Martindale, he was with the Ravens for 12 years. Defensive coordinator for four. Nobody knows Lamar Jackson like Wink. And he plays a lot of man blitz. Lamar Jackson eats that for breakfast. So there's going to be so much on Wink trying to disguise his coverages and confusing Lamar Jackson tomorrow. Like, do you remember, I know I'm dating us here, but did you ever have Sink My Battleship? Did you ever have that game? Of course. Okay. I I mean, this is, this is the ultimate game of to me. Like, like I, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Wink is going to bring to the table. And I can't wait to see how Lamar is going to react. 
Um, I, I don't have a side or a total in this game. I am playing Mark Andrews for a touchdown. He's targeted 40% of the time against man coverage. And I'm going to play Lamar Jackson over rushing yards. I want to say it's at 56 and a half because whenever you play man against Lamar, you've got DBs that turn his their back to him. Uh, he, he's he's going to run all day. So those are my two prop bets in this game. Do you have a play here? I think that, you know, the, I, love, I love that, like, the wink aspect of it. And I also think it's interesting. You see Lamar Jackson split against the Blitz. And just in general, he started off really strong. First two games had a really a nice uh, – did a really nice job. Since then, he's sort of slowed his pace. And actually, his passer rating right now in terms of an average is the same as it was last season, which I think is just kind of a funny note more than anything. But the, the, to me, the, the play here in this one, I actually think the fake one number that I had seen last was too low. Like, I think I saw something like, I want to say I saw 80 and I, or 72 or something, and I think it's going to be higher than that for the rushing yards alone. So you're you're so you're all about Saquon Barkley and and, and understandably so right yeah like he is I, right yep and I he like is the straw he's, as well but I, you know that's yeah, yeah he's the straw that definitely stirs this drink that's for sure um, let's talk about the Jets and uh, and their matchup against the Green Bay Packers as we know Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur they don't they don't lose back to back games Green Bay surprised and I'm sure ticked off about their loss to the Giants over there across the pond uh, this is a uh, Green Bay Packers team. They are favored by seven. Do you have a play here? You know, the play that I like, I saw a Zach Wilson number at 213, and I think it's an over. It's my favorite play, kind of maybe one of my favorite plays for the entire week. Why? Because if you look at where the Packers are especially vulnerable, deep crossing routes, that defense has allowed a 158.3 pass rating, which is perfect to deep crossers. So I think it's an interesting opportunity to pass on this defense where, you know, I guess on paper before the season we're like, this Packers defense is going to be so good. I know I was saying it. And then we've not seen that happen. So when it comes to this play, I think, you know, this is an opportunity for Zach Wilson. I don't, you can take a guess at who catches that touchdown, but I just think that that 213 is very low for him. Um, obviously the biggest game on the slate. Everybody can't wait for it. It's the uh, afternoon game. 4.30 kickoff, Buffalo Bills going up against Kansas City. Kansas City as a home dog, getting two and a half right now. This line opened up at three and a half. I jumped on it at three and a half. I wouldn't touch it without that that hook at three. Uh, the over-under is at 54. I know a lot of the money is on the over here because these two explosive offenses. Um, how are you playing this matchup, Cynthia? You know what's funny is when I ran my model, it was like, 53 points which I thought was funny so I think that the the under was just a funny a funny choice for me um in this one I think this one's about as close as they've come I'm interested to see that the final the final injury report will be really because the Bills have you know a rotating cast of what's going on with with that defense I think Patrick Mahomes is a home dog is a I was on on our show on Game Bay View I was the only one to take the Chiefs which is wild because I, I thought at least we'd be split. So I, was, I went, I, I got Patrick Mahomes all by myself on our show. Like, that's ridiculous. So, you know, I, I actually think the Chiefs do pull this one off in part because their O-line has been playing so well that even though this Bills pass rush is ferocious and awful and Leslie Frazier knows how to game plan Patrick Mahomes really, really well, I still think that the, the improvement to the O-line and the ability for them to gain just a little bit of an edge having the rushing game just makes it just a tiny bit in favor of the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm on the Chiefs as well. People call me crazy. Um, like I said, and I, and, and I jumped on them. I was just like, are you kidding me? First of all, Patrick Mahomes is 7-0-1 against the spread as a dog. 
and you got Andy and Patrick at home, and the Buffalo Bills secondary is is still banged up. So, right. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a closer game than what most people think. And, um, and also, uh, you know, I, I just, I think Spags and Chris Jones are going to have something to say, especially with a very weak <laughs> in interior offensive line of, of the Buffalo Bills. So that's yeah. going to be a fun game to watch for sure. My, my best bet mm-hmm. in the slate is the Seattle Seahawks plus one in the first half. This is an Arizona Cardinals team have been outscored 38 nothing in the first quarter this season. Yeah, this is a Seattle start for sure. Man, this is Seattle Seahawks team. They score on 65% of their offensive possessions in the first half. Uh, Arizona 21% of their offense possessions. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer here. It's my best bet Seattle first half plus 1. Uh, the over/unders at fifty and a half. A lot of people think a lot of points are going to be scored in this one as well. Uh, do you have a play in this matchup? I'm with you on the points, and I don't even look at like I love that you're on these first half lines. Like that's really fun, and I love the logic behind that. I think that's a great play. I think this. I think this game's an interesting one. You know, from the standpoint of like I don't even know who I think wins this game because I do think it's pretty close. Both defenses are very suspect, and both offenses have been carrying the load. Like, I think the Tyler Lockett touchdown is probably my favorite for this game. But, you know, I, again, I like your first half stuff. I need to look into that more. Um, let's, go, let's go right to the, uh, the Sunday night game, right? Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Eagles favored by 6.5 at home at the link. Over-under is 42. Here's the thing. As great as the Cooper Rush story is, and it is. It is. It's fun to watch him. It's fun to cheer him on. I love they always do the side shots of his parents. His parents are adorable. But six touchdowns in five games. That is. That's not lockstep. There is just. I just. And, and I. I just. I'm so over the moon with this Eagles offense. I just don't think Dallas has the offensive firepower to stay to stay with them. So I love the Eagles here on Sunday night. I think the Eagles win it. I do think the Cowboys keep it closer. Uh, Cooper Rush, by the way, went to a high school that was a competitor to mine growing up, which is very Ooh. funny um, <clears throat> to see all the Lansing Catholic Central. I went to a school nearby there. So it was, it's just pretty funny to, like, you know, see his parents. I'm like, oh, I know that kid. Like, <laughs> wild. But um, <laughs> from a small town, I guess maybe stuff like that, like, <laughs> resonates more. But, um, you know, Cooper Rush is the only qualified quarterback to not turn the ball over so far this season. So that's part of what he's been doing. And I don't want to call him a game manager, but he's game managing very, very well. And that's where I think that, you know, if they can, it's going to be hard because what the Eagles do so well is they bring pressure without blitzing. So the ability to create that four person front, actually, both defenses do this really, really well. The Eagles just a slight edge over the Cowboys. They rank one and two in that metric. So neither of them need to bring the extra rusher, which means they can drop back into coverage, which means huge advantage Jalen Hurts might be. So I'm with you, but I, I do think that the Cowboys managed to keep it a little closer because the Cowboys defense is a force to be reckoned with. So, so would you, excuse me, would you recommend uh, Philadelphia Eagles as a two-team six-point teaser and tease them down to a half a point? <clears throat> half a point is way better. I think I have like a two-point win for them two or three point win again that injury report i would like micah parsons to give me a scale of how good he feels because i need him to be 100 <laughs> percent for me to like, keep, oh, in, mi- to keep in mind it's a, it's a groin and so you know you know, th- know it definitely is going to affect that quick burst that that you know he's yeah. so fantastic at so I- i've got some concerns there as well uh, before we start talking fantasy let's let's talk about this uh, carolina panthers game 
you're there in LA, you know this Rams team better than most. Uh, which, by the way, I'm going to be in LA the week of December 4th or 5th, by the way. I'm going to be at the Rams, is it Rams Raiders on that Thursday night? Ooh. Yeah. That's so, a good one. Yeah, so we'll definitely have well, to get okay, together. Okay, let's come hang out. I'm, I'm yep. Come to the beach. The beach in December is a great place to be. I'm sure I'm sure it's better than here. Um, so uh, so I'm excited to be out there. So we'll definitely get together. But uh, So the, this Rams team going up against uh, Carolina Panthers team, unfortunately they fire Matt Rule. Um, so now interim coach, of course, with Wilkes. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not starting. P.J. Walker's going to start. But I had David Newton on my on my L.A. Which, by the way, I've got to get you on my L.A. show um, on on uh, on Thursday night. He said that this team loves P.J. Walker, like loves P.J. Walker. And so he, you know, everybody's going to be balling out for him. And, you know, this is a team that feels that, you know, it's not like they're throwing up, the, you know, they're not waving the white towel and giving up on the season because Matt Rule's gone. Uh, keep in mind, this is a top 10 defense in regard to pressuring the quarterback. And that has been a really rough go for Matthew Stafford in the Rams. Am I crazy that I like Carolina getting 10, Cynthia? Am I nuts? No, you're not crazy if you're going to keep that 10 there. Do I think, I think you're a lot crazier if you think they win, but I do think that I think it's smart to, you know, I think 10 too much. I don't know about like, like I like the idea that people will like play hard for their teammate and they love him, et cetera. But like, you know, I think that the reality is, is like, what's Christian McCaffrey? Like, is he, is he healthy? Like where, you know, if he's going to be what we've been seeing, then, then yes. Right. Like, I don't think it's less to me about, you know, PJ Walker and more about Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. What, what's your, before we start talking fantasy, what's your favorite? Oh, you said, wait, you, you said what your favorite player is, right? Um, what was that again? What did you say your favorite play? Oh, uh, my, my, your favorite prop Zach bet is Wilson, Zach Wilson over passing yards. That's your favorite prop yes, bet. But do I you love have, that. Do you, but do, you're so funny. But do you have a, do you have a favorite play side or total? Yeah, I think like for the like for the entire week, I don't know. I mean, I I'm a really big fan of. I like the idea of like I'm staying away from that Bills from the Bills situation because I feel like you know I think it's gonna be a close game, but that that could mess up your your situation with like a, a touchdown scored versus a field goal, right? Like it's just too big of a too big of a delta there. Um, but I actually I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm looking at that that what's going on with the Packers for. And I think the Jets, like maybe I'm like a little too much on the Jets here, but I think like you got to, that's six and a half too much. So, so you think, you think that actually it's seven, it's plus seven and a half. Jets are getting seven and a half. Great. So, so you're, so, so you're saying, ta- you're what saying, take here? it. Yes. You're saying, take it. Yes. I'm on the Jets out there. Interesting. All right. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, as always, uh, we like to end our segment with you talking a little fantasy and talking about some of the quarterbacks that are flying low on the radar, not the obvious choice. Give me a few. Who'd you got? Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of one of my favorites to the target for daily fantasy this week, mostly because I actually think that Atlanta has been sneaky good at like staying really close and scoring, like keep pushing it, pushing it kind of to the end of games. Like, unfortunately, the ball doesn't drop on their side that often, but 
they've been doing a good job of figuring it out, which means that the Niners are going to have to stay, especially with as many defensive injuries as they have. The, 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 the Niners are going to have to stay like in it late, which means lots of opportunities for Jimmy G to pass the ball. Intermediate passes to Debo Samuel is going to be like a real foundational piece, especially kind of where the Falcons defense has been vulnerable. So I like Jimmy G for my daily fantasy. Other than the I big like guys. It. Obviously you're playing your Josh Allen, et cetera, et cetera. Right. No, no. We're talking about guys that, that, that you know, right. aren't the obvious. Uh, running backs, who are you looking at? You know, I'm, I'm I, the Eno Benjamin, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I did the math on it, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that Eno Benjamin's going to, you know, be like, you know, he's not going to turn into Saquon Barkley, but I think Eno Benjamin's a great one for daily. I also think my guy Ken Walker up in Seattle, obviously that one's been kind of a fantasy football darling, but super underpriced in daily format. So, you know, Ken Walker, lots of shares of him for me. And then, you know, I, those are those are my two favorite ones this week for, for low-flying guys. Um, just out of curiosity, I, folks might not be aware of this because this happened pretty much overnight, but Cam Akers uh, is away from the team now for personal reasons. Um, is, is it Kayon Williams? Kayon Williams? Is, is that worth a pickup for fantasy folks out there? If you have enough of a raw a bench, like if you if your bench is deep enough, it's absolutely worth the pickup. It's not something that I think you need to like run out and like spend way too much of like you know your your waiver. I don't know what's going on there. Like it seems like a dicey situation. So I, I would say yes if you have the space for it, but don't make space by cutting someone that you could possibly use, especially because now buys are back, right? So got it. Uh, wide receivers, who you got? You know, it's an interesting week for me in wide wide receivers because I'm looking at guys like like there's a lot of people out. So <laughs> I'm if I like a low flying guy, Devin Duvernay, welcome to my daily fantasy lineup. You know, <laughs> there's no Bateman, so who's gonna catch some passes? The answer is Mark Andrews, but like who else, right? Devin Duvernay, welcome to the team. Um, yeah, love him this week. Uh, again, really intrigued to see what Wink is going to do against uh, against his former quarterback in uh, in Lamar Jackson. Last but not least, tight ends. Who are you looking at? I, I keep kind of targeting the same games. Why? Because there's a lot of points potential here. You know, fans. Why are we not? Ta- you know, if you're if you think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this Seattle game, and you think, okay. No, Fant, this is a guy who's been getting more targets and uptick in all of the metrics you need. All right, let's try it out, right? Like, these tight ends have been kind of a cluster, have been hard to figure out. So I, I think that's a good one. You could, you could look a couple of other places, too. I mean, you can still get some good value for, like, David and Joku, but I think he's starting to become too high-priced. What, what about Evan Ingram? Ten targets last week. I think that's a sneaky play. The problem play. that I have, it's a, it's a great play. I have a hard time... In these, like, whenever the Jags and the Colts play, I feel like I'm looking at, like, you know, pea soup, right? Like, it's like a foggy, misty, don't know what I'm looking at. Because whatever happens, it's like, you know, the Colts lose to the Jags in Jacksonville and then, like, will crush them in Indianapolis. It's just, it's two different teams. It's very inconsistent, it seems. Got it. Cynthia, you rock as always. Uh, We so appreciate you each and every Saturday afternoon when you join us. Thank you, my friend. You got it. Talk to you soon, Ben.
you got it. How about that? Cynthia Freeland loves her favorite prop bet, Jets fans, is Zach Wilson over, I think she said, what, 213, 215 and a half passing yards? Jump on that. She also said her favorite play is the Jets getting seven and a half. That's got to be music to your ears for sure. 800-919-3776. We've got some calls. Folks want to talk fantasy. We've got Ira wanting to talk Jets and Packers. Uh, Brian, I see you calling in from Orlando. You've got a World Series question. We'll get to all of you next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. I know you want to talk about the Jets. What you got? Hey, I just on my way headed up to Green Bay, and I like Cynthia's numbers. Uh, you know, the 213 for Zach, uh, you know what? I'll take 150 if they can run the ball a lot better. But you know what? you got to keep Rodgers off the field. Hopefully I'll talk to you guys before the game tomorrow. Um, I, I think, listen, I don't like the Packers coming off a loss. It's in Green Bay. It's still Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, if the Jets could keep this close to the fourth quarter, they might have a shot to maybe pull this off. Um, I think that's wishful thinking and, and you know, positive. And, and hopefully that, that is what happens, Ira. Hopefully. Keep in mind, this is a Green Bay Packers team uh, with a combination. And thanks for the phone call with um, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Matt LaFleur. Uh, they do not lose back-to-back games. They have not in their tenure, as short as it has been. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Paul. Paul, welcome in. How you doing, Anita? Uh, Hi. I just like that. I love I love playing fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's so amazing. Good. Like, it, yeah, it like incorporates so many different things when making decisions. I mean, it's like you're doing the same things in life. And I, I realize, like, I learned stuff about me making these decisions, like, you know, how I do it and all that. And uh, unfortunately, it has led me to have no running backs this week. I lost uh, Rashad Penny, Javante Williams, mm. and now I'm searching. So, like, I'm looking at all the, the number two guys, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering, like, do I go with something like a, a Tampa Bay against Pittsburgh because Jalen Warren might get a lot of passes because they're behind, and Rashad White might get, you know, give Fournette a rest because they're up, they're ahead, you know, or or is it like a Mike Boone because he kind of gets more touches than those guys, you know? So I'm like I'm I'm in that neighborhood and so did you did, yeah. did you were you not able to pick up uh, Walker or Benjamin off the waiver wire this week? Well, see, one was taken and the other one leads to the thing I'm talking about with my decision making. So, <laughs> you know, I had every chance to even get Henderson and Benjamin, and you know, I I, I do too much research. I I enjoy that, and then I don't pull the trigger. You know, I don't, I don't make the decision when it's like time. I, I wait. Well, let me wait and see who the injuries are. So yeah, I kind of missed on them. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. You know, I've actually used um, my I've used my son in the past to to like look at my research and say, all right, Dad, go with this, will you? Because <laughs> it's yeah, all here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know? here's here's the thing. I, I think, and I appreciate the phone call. I think you're on to something with Boone, uh, because Gordon is dealing with a neck issue. So, uh, and and Boone is being utilized more in the passing game for uh, for for the Denver Broncos. So, and thank you for your phone call. I appreciate it. So, I, I would lead towards Boone. But I, I do believe the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think it's going to be a complete blowout against that Pittsburgh Steeler team. Um, in fact, the Bucks are my survivor pick. I'm still alive in Survivor. Woo! So this week, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I was going back and forth. Tampa Bay Bucks or the 49ers. Tampa Bay Bucks or 49ers. Um, 
I know a lot of people are going to go with the Rams, and that's fine. I just they have the worst offense. I'm I'm not going to put my survivor winnings on resting on the worst offense in the NFL. I, I'm not going to do it, or one of the worst. I, I, I can't. Um, I don't care if it's PJ Walker. A lot of times, teams they make this coaching change, and and, and you know they come out and they're even better. So, um, for me, it's either the Bucks or the 49ers, and I'm going to go with the Bucks. Tom Brady is a beast. Uh, against hold on I want to share these stats with you because uh actually it's uh, again it's my survivor play Tom Brady 12 and 3 against the Steelers with 34 touchdown passes he has his best passer rating against the Pittsburgh Steelers in his career at 112 no Minka Fitzpatrick this week they're missing their top three starting cornerbacks no TJ Watt Tom's wide receiving core is getting healthier with Godwin and Gage they're expected to be active and attractive um, Tom Brady is 23 and five against rookie quarterbacks. He's won 12 straight games against rookie quarterbacks. And the first rookie quarterback to ever beat him was Ben Roethlisberger. And then now he goes up against Kenny Pickett this week. So anyway, uh, all the reasons why I do like the Bucks and why, um, I can see white getting in and carrying the load, giving the Garrett blunt, uh, I'm sorry, Leonard Fournette, uh, some rest in the fourth quarter. So either, either, either one of those, if you play in a PPR, I would lean towards Boone. I hope I answered your question. Uh, quick break. I promise we'll continue with your calls um, right here on 98.7 ESPN.